0: Hello and welcome to the 55th episode of Snippets. Today we have with us Miss Swathi who will be interacting with our guest on the topic of recent advances in the field of reflection. Over to you Swathi.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to today's Snippet session. I am Swathi, optometrist, host for this episode and we have with us Dr. S. Viswanathan, Head of Department of Optometry, Contact Lens and Optical Services at Shankar Netralya to give insights about recent advances in refraction techniques. Welcome back, sir.
0: Thank you. Refraction has come a long way from mere correction of common refractive errors to myopia control, telescreening, progressive addition lenses and intermediate distance corrections, compounding prisms and more. It is important as optometrist and ophthalmologist to keep pace with the advancing art that is refraction.
1: Sir, the first process in refraction is measuring visual acuity. Should we change from traditional Snellen visual acuity charts to logmar charts in our clinical practice? If so, why?
0: It has been established that Snellen charts are not appropriate for accurate clinical and research measures of visual acuity for various reasons, including lack of uniformity of letters in each row, varying spacing between rows and letters. Yet, Snellen's charts are being used because of its availability in vernacular languages, compact sizes, less time-consuming, and ease of measuring. In the field of ophthalmic research, most peer-reviewed journals prefer visual equity to be measured with logmar charts only. Also, for clinical purposes, Logmark charts are now available in many common Indian languages designed to allow for space and time constraints also. So we should definitely consider measuring visual equity in standardized logmark units for more accurate measures of a patient's vision.
1: There is another important aspect of visual equity measurement sir that is telescreening. What are the various available options for checking vision online? How reliable
0: is it? There are various commercially available digital displays with multiple visual equity charts in logmark notation also. Newer inventions include reduced logmark charts, pocket vision screening available in apps and color vision testing apps. We should exercise caution while using these technologies in that these tests are done under recommended protocols Like measuring distance, room illumination, etc. If not done so, it could result in erroneous measurements. When not performed by qualified optometrists, these can best be screening tools and a medical diagnosis can be made only after a comprehensive in office eye checkup.
1: Speaking of recent advances, sir, newer lens technologies in Spectacle lenses, contact lenses or intraocular lenses are now available to enable the patient to see clearly and comfortably across all distances, distance, intermediate and near. Considering this new trend, how important is it to measure the intermediate vision? What is the method to measure intermediate vision?
0: Common method. To measure intermediate vision is using the near vision chart with N notations at 60 centimeters. However, customized ETDRS charts for near at 33 cm and intermediate at 66 cm are available. Nowadays, with the highly digitized lifestyle among all age groups, it is important to elicit and improve the intermediate visual needs of presbyopic patients and patients undergoing intraocular lens implantation after cataract surgery
1: this covid pandemic has indirectly caused us to be in the midst of another silent pandemic and that is myopia we all know myopic eyes have longer axial lengths is there more to it sir
0: association of axial length with myopia is well known it has come to light that it is also an important marker of progression of myopia and onset of pathological myopia In order to determine these markers, it is important to measure axial length in myopic patients, especially children. Axial length measurement is no longer restricted only to cataract patients and it is essential for the biometry to be documented for children and young adults with myopia. With the advent of optical biometers, measurement of axial length has become more easy and even more accurate even in eyes with posterior staphyloma. Early documentation of axial length is a very useful marker for determining the rate of progression in myopia.
1: Moving on to another aspect, indispensable in children and young adults, the cycloplegic refraction. Sir, with the advent of open field autorefractors, how is the comparison between traditional cycloplegic retinoscopy and open field autorefractors?
0: This is an interesting question. See, there are two types of autorefractors, open field and closed field autorefractors. Open field autorefractors allows an unrestricted binocular view of a distant object to eliminate accommodation and closed field autorefractors use an inbuilt fogging mechanism. Studies have shown that even under cyclopedia, closed field autorefractors overestimate myopia compared to standard cyclopegic retinoscopy and open field autorefractors, especially in pseudomyopes. Studies have also shown that open field autorefractors are comparable to cyclopegic refraction. So objective refraction using open field autorefractors can be a reliable adjunct or alternative for those unwilling for cyclopegic refraction due to time constraints and other reasons.
1: What are the various reasons patients would require prisms in their glasses, sir? What is the maximum amount of prisms that can be given in glasses?
0: Commonly, prisms are prescribed for patients with complaints of double vision or patients with visual field effects like hemianopia. With the advent of yoke prisms, prisms are also used in rehabilitation of post-brain injury patients to adjust their spatial perception. A maximum of up to six prism diopters can be prescribed in a spectacle lens in one eye. When there are both horizontal and vertical prisms required to be ground, compounding of prisms can be done. There are tools available online to calculate the same. Higher amounts of prisms can be prescribed as Fresnel prisms. As these are removable and reusable, it can be used in progressive addition lenses also.
1: Thank you very much for a truly insightful session on recent advances in refraction techniques, sir. The importance of intermediate vision testing and the technique to measure it, the need for documentation of axial length in children with myopia are some of the many take-home points for us through this session. Thank you for joining with us today, Dr. Vishwanathan, sir.
0: Thank you. Thank you Dr. Vishwanathan and Swati for this informative talk. Thank you listeners for tuning in. Do subscribe to our channel. We will be back with yet another interesting topic next week. Till then, stay safe.